Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Bill Coletti, the founder of Kith Crisis Management and the author of Critical Moments, The New Mindset of Reputation Management. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm great, Ari. I'm excited to have a great conversation with you. I'm looking forward to it as well. Tell us about your background and the genesis of Kith Crisis Management. So I started running political campaigns early in my career, then morphed after running an, a statewide campaign in Florida that morphed to a opportunity at a consulting firm where we were kind of innovating this concept of advising corporations that sit at the intersection of business and government. And so it wasn't lobbying and it wasn't politics. It was really sort of that, that true sweet spot intersection where we were running campaigns for corporations, whether it be mergers and acquisition or citing issues, certificate of need for hospitals, or just general public policy questions. And then from there, we got absorbed by a large global PR firm, and I uh, became the global crisis leader for a large firm called Hill & Knowlton. And then about eight years ago, I started my own firm, Kith, and uh, have been an entrepreneur for the past eight years and really excited and love what we do. What's the difference between crisis management and crisis prevention? I think a lot of people listening to this, you know, in in that concept in, in the legal world, crisis management, a lot of litigation born out of some sort of crisis. And that could be an industrial accident, a plane crash, sexual harassment, malfeasance, any number of issues that come and sort of are born. And crisis management is the skill set to manage that event, meet stakeholder expectations, whether that be the media or the public or your shareholders, to meet them with messages and strategies with the goal, the management goal is to get your organization back on strategy because organizations wake up in the morning, they get disrupted by a crisis. And the goal is to, as quickly as possible, get back to strategy, get back to what they intended to be doing for superior value, because that's why most companies and organizations are created. Crisis prevention is the step to the left of that or pre-crisis, is that how can we evaluate the landscape around us understand the skills of my team, understand our readiness, and as well as understand the risks that could actually make our organization stumble. So it's this process of thinking about your readiness as an organization, as well as the risks that could impact your organization. In your book, Critical Moments, The New Mindset of Reputation Management, you talk about what to do during and after a crisis. What are the key points you want readers to remember? People have to fill a vacuum. So when there is a crisis or a critical moment, there is a vacuum of information. It is typically one side says X, and that's typically a corporation that is being attacked. And then someone has to fill that vacuum. So at a minimum, it's about speed. Those that win typically in crises are those that are the fastest. And fast is made up of a bunch of different components. And so I think that organizations need to do is deconstruct that and think about, A, I need to fill the void in the crisis, fill the vacuum as quickly as I can. But what can I do in advance to better prepare myself? What are the things that I can think about? And we've broken that down into a handful of things that organizations need to think about so that it's inevitable that things happen to companies. 
is that the things that they can do to make them ready, just like any good organization, any good general counsel at a major corporation kind of has a litigation plan. They understand areas of fault and areas of concern that their organization gets impacted and they, and they prepare for that. They line up outside counsel, they prepare their team, they try to de-risk, de- you know, mitigate those risks. So this is the same thinking, but doing it in the context of your reputation, not just litigation exposure, but from a reputation thinking at large. You also note that while a company owns its brand, the public owns its reputation. How can an organization, particularly a law firm, align its brand and reputation? Look at law firm marketing, for example. Law firms have levers that they can control, and that is to control, that's fundamentally their brand. They can advertise or not advertise. They can do thought leadership. They can do social media. They can speak at conferences. There are whole, you know this better than me, there's whole marketing departments at law firm that are thinking of innovative ways for them to do those things moving forward. However, those are all things that the company can do. And so the company can own its brand. In this context, the law firm can own its brand, but it's the public. And I broadly define public as those could be customers. It could be the the broadest definition of public, just Americans, but it also is critics are fit into that public. They control the reputation. So if a law firm does great marketing, does great promotion, but there is malfeasance that is found at that law firm, if there is bad actors doing bad things at their law firm, or they are things that are misaligned with what the public would expect that a law firm would do, that's where the company owns its brand, can do lots of wonderful marketing activities, but it's the public and the consumer, the purchaser, general counsels that might be looking for outside counsel, that's the public that owns their reputation and will determine their ability to grow or not. What are social risks and where do they typically arise in the legal industry? Social risks are these issues that we're all dealing with right now that affect populations. And so think about issues related to George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, thinking about voting rights in different states across the country. Issues related to LBGTQ, we're going to see a big conversation around abortion. And so these are these are these large social issues that impact groups, impact populations that were increasingly find institutions, companies, law firms, colleges, they need to have a voice and need to say something. Now, it could be they need to say it for public reasons. Starbucks needs to say it. McDonald's needs to say it because they have a broad, broad customer base. Law firms could, should consider what and how, how to address social risk because of their implications around talent recruitment, their implications around client retention. There are a lot of organizations that are holding institutions, holding them accountable that are their behaviors, what they say they do about issues in society, whether they get their business or not. So I think law firms have, have two ways, and you could probably think of others. One is about retention of young emerging talent. You want to work at a place that cares about the society, not just grinding out the hourly work. And then also there are clients that are not only looking for a one, one loss record or success record, but they're also clients that are kind of that are looking for law firms and what they say about these issues in society. How do you see crisis management evolving in a tech-enabled hybrid work environment? You and I chatted a little bit before talking about this amazing 
transformation and rapid hockey stick of legal tech and how legal tech has really sort of taken off from its sort of nascent early days. It was, let's call it legal tech 1.0 to wherever it is now, 3.0 or whatever. I think you're going to see a lot more corporations and advised by law firms being more willing to engage on social media, to engage on topics, to engage on things that are happening in society. So I think that's going to increase, but then I think I see it decreasing. I think it's a pendulum. So I think it swings in one way or the other. From a technology standpoint, we're all trying to figure out social media monitoring. We're all trying to figure out sentiment. We're all trying to figure out smoke versus fire. You know, Just because there's a, a tweet in the woods, does that mean there's a, a forest fire? I don't think it does. So we're all trying to get our arms around that. I also think from a sort of, not necessarily from a tech standpoint, but from a litigation standpoint, is that it used to be the old saw that, you know, never let your CEO apologize or never let the organization apologize because that'll show up in deposition and defense counsel really sort of beat the heck out of the CEO because they acknowledge fault or blame. I think we're seeing a shift in that. So Ari, those are not tech answers per se. Those are more sort of societal answers. But I think we're all going to be impacted by AI. I don't understand it yet for my industry, but I know that it's going to impact us in a lot of different ways. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Bill Coletti. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit reinventingprofessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more. Thanks so much for having a great conversation.